Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Brandon. I'm Boar. I'm Danica. And this episode, well, we're going to talk about Warcraft. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit of SciTech. Lots of lots of TV and movie news, actually. The StarCraft movie that's coming out. <laughs> it's not. Maybe Wait, what? maybe later. Maybe oh, okay. later. That's not a real thing. <laughs> um, they have to construct some additional pylons yeah. before, they, before they make that movie. Equal They've been pylons. getting the error for a while. It's it's funny the the Warcraft movie. Um, it, it's it's been getting a r- really bad reviews, but um, everyone I know who's seen it, who's like a nerd, says it's great. So I'm really conflicted on the, as to what's happening. Hopefully, Bor and I, will, who've both seen it, will be able to crack that open a little bit later. But before we get into that, what has everybody been doing lately? Throwing up. Oh, why? No, um, <laughs> no, I've been working a lot, but there's basically a few games that have been coming out that are just re-releases of old games that I've been trying to play when I have time. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite games in existence from level five, their first game, Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud 2 were re-released, you know, in 1080 as everything is now, mm-hmm. you know, with like the full like achievement treatment. So you can actually play them on their PS, on the PS4 now and it doesn't look like crap and you can replay the first two games, which are amazing by the way. If you've never played a level five game, I don't know what's wrong with you. They've done like Professor Layton games. They made the best Dragon Quest game in existence, uh, eight. They made quite a few other games that I can't recall right now off the top of my head, but, uh, Nino Kuni. Yeah, but they made that. Like, level five, they do amazing mm-hmm. games from what I've been told. Most of the I've time. Never one. Sometimes it's but a miss, but sometimes it's a hit. You're all about them and Dark, I love them. you love Dark Cloud most of all, right? I love Dark Cloud 1 and 2. Yeah, well, and Dragon Quest 8 is one of the be- because, my favorite games. And Dark Cloud 3 is coming soon. You're the they, per- only person I've ever heard that really liked Dark Cloud. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I mean, everyone online loves it. Dark Cloud's like huh. like Pokemon, right? No. No? No. Dark, I remember Dark, playing it, You're thinking of Jade Cocoon. I played it, and I just I, didn't... I, I am like, thinking of Jade Cocoon. Yeah. I played it for like an hour, and I was like, what the hell is this? I, I will I say, because it was Level 5's first game, the, the 3D animations and the character motions are really, really wonky. Dark but, Cloud was their first game? Yeah, but it's basically... Didn't you, like, free pieces of a town and yeah. you had to, like... It's like a dungeon crawler. It's like Act Razor. Okay, basically the world is, like, destroyed and you go into, a, like, a dungeon... It's like a dungeon crawler and you find different structures and pieces and then you yeah. can use them to build the towns any way you want and if you do it certain ways, like, certain things will happen to progress the story or get special items and all the weapons are fully customizable and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that was... You don't like those that types of games. Didn't do anything for me. You don't like any That's games that so I like. Weird. I've noticed. That's not I think true. you just like you guys play Overwatch, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, we do like that one. Never mind. I've been playing that when I can. Um, basically, the second game, though, that they released, Dark Cloud 2, is the same thing, except you can travel through time now. So you, if you build the cities a certain way, you can see what happens to them in the future. And you have to build them. There, some structures will only form if you build like certain things together. And they're like, where have you been? Why did you abandon your family? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Are they? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. But the, the other thing that I love just as much, if not more, is they re-released Odin Sphere. And Odin Sphere is an amazing game by Vanilla where, where everything is hand-drawn. It's like a 2D side-scrolling platforming unreal RPG. sprites. Just unreal. Amazing. And they didn't just re-release it. They gave it the full treatment. It is, you can get a box set, like physical discs with like art books, like hardcover art books, which I have everything coming on the way in the mail. I was going to say, did right you now. order that yet? Um, <laughs> it's got art books. It's got t-shirts. It's got like hard metal cases. It's got soundtracks. But the best part is that it comes with the original game. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in 1080 and like 60 FPS, whatever. But it also comes with a completely redone version of the game. They both come on the same disc, which is kind of the same game, but with way more story a- added to it, way more plot, more enemies, an all new leveling and skill tree system and special skills and things that weren't in the game. They redid the game. So Odin Sphere Master Quest. Yes. <laughs> and they, they give you the option to play both games, um, which is amazing. I've never heard of that. That is really cool. So the new one not only has a, co- a completely revamped style of play, like they took the the fighting mechanics from, I think it was Dragon's Crown, which was their other game that came out after. Do you remember that game? I do really buff warrior woman with yeah. giant yeah yeah <laughs> and you know elf woman we played that a bit yeah we but did it was really good <laughs> yes so that is on its way and is really cool that's really all i've been uh, well, and I've also been doing. Uh, yeah. i guess dark cloud's probably download only but we'll we'll link to where you can pick up those odin sphere things on yeah the, dark, dark cloud page. is is download only but odin sphere you can buy physical discs which i really like so that's what i've been doing basically Boy, you've been all about that ecto cooler. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm drinking one right, right now. Every post, uh, on much, fa- every post on Facebook. I've been, back. I've been drinking a lot of it. Yeah, and I, I had some um, because uh, the Geek Easy at a comic shop uh, scored as much as Amazon would let them purchase. And uh, I bet I bought more than them. I, I bought ten cases. Holy shit! Can you, I try one? I've never make, had it. Pull up. Did you make multiple Amazon accounts to yes. pull that off? Well, I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't Seriously? make the accounts, but I begged other people to order it for Wait, me. did they limit they it? Yeah. I mean, because I know a lot of people that don't give a crap, so... Right. You could have like, asked me. I don't give a crap. I would order I it for like you. I don't like high C to begin yeah. with. Do you still I have... Do you imagine. have an Amazon Prime account? <laughs> oh, you need Prime? <laughs> yeah. No. I'm not rich like you. Hmm. Well, I don't... I, I... It was my high C of choice growing up. Yeah. But I remember, you know, it being all right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't... I never liked another high C. It was the only one I would drink. It was... It was the... Best, it was the best one by far. What does it taste I was like? Say, yeah, I've never had it. I, I don't it? think I've had it. It's, it's tangerine. I was going to say, it's orange, isn't it? No, it's, it's not orange. That's the thing. It, it's a, it's well, a, it's orange and tangerine. It's a tangerine kind of clementine kind of thing. And the thing is, I think cool. I think that it, this new version might actually taste better than the original. But, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty similar to how I is remember it. Is there an explanation it. for why they chose an orange soda as opposed to a green soda? It's not a soda. I, or, drink. Drank. Flavor. It's a juice drink. It comes in a can now. I well, think it probably got it. less than ten percent real fruit juice. <laughs> wow, that's a stretch. It's got that's exactly ten percent. <laughs> this says it's got less than 0.5 percent of juices from oh, tangerine Jesus. and orange of concentrate. Uh, so I was, I was calling it a juice is a stretch. It says that yeah. there's ten percent juice. Find was, it in the ingredients, man. They're lying to you. It's right up. It's right up top. 
Here, I'll, I'll hold so, it up. But only 0.5% of those juices are the actual flavor. No, yeah, the rest is water, be, which, is, which is 0.5 is of many juice, juices. For example, cranberry juice, where a lot of it's apple. High fructose is the second That's why one. they call it cranberry mm. juice cocktail. True, true. Not just straight up cranberry juice. It's got blue number but one. I, I was I was much I was surprised after having drunk a can real, to realize there was high fructose corn syrup in it because it really didn't taste like it. And I drink so little of that now these days that usually I can pick up on when that has happened. But so I don't good on you, High C. Tastes way better now. <laughs> you were good before, even better now. I, I just hope they keep it around. You were, and remember when we joked after having um, sampled sugar rush marshmallows about them making. Uh, Ecto Cooler flavored marshmallows inside oh, yeah. of a homemade Twinkie. They're actually doing that. Yep. They've I, contacted us. They've they've uh, our our producer. Why didn't John they Laval, send over the mistakes yet? I told them they, they made some <laughs> Wait, and they were the wrong color. The gross Twinkies. They're doing that. No, no. no. They're, oh, okay. they're making. Sorry. I mean, uh, do you think the things that we imagined were gross? Because yes, yes they are doing that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, a little bit. Well, I want hot dog flavored marshmallows. Oh. Hey, wait, is that is that a is that a segue? Is that a cue? Did you also <laughs> you may have heard thunder in the background Whoa. because apparently there's a severe thunderstorm overhead. Um, oh, I thought you like had a button that you cued and that sound effects. <laughs> I totally thought that was like in my head. There's though. giant bass speakers outside. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is a supplement. It's a hundred percent of your vitamin C. Wow! So drink Sweet. one can. I think I still didn't get my answer, but yes, I, I think that was a segue to oh, to to try to try out some weird food we were given. Um, also by oh. uh, Nerdy Show. I'm just uh, hungry. Producer John Laval. So. Uh, he he scrounged up some weird Pringles for us. This is an unpaid uh, Pringle test right now. Am I uh, grabbing this? Please grab the. Let me hand it to you. Grab the shaft, Brandon. Hand, hand me the shaft you. of these hot diggity dog Pringles. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Um, they are uh, seemingly hot dog flavored. They come in a pink tube. <laughs> and, uh, nice. When you know they say once you pop, you just don't stop. So uh, let's see what happens. Yep. I feel like I stopped. I wonder already. how this will compete with the uh, sausage, gravy, and biscuits lays. That Those I are ate. Those were really Wait. underwhelming. I ate the whole bag. Well, they're mm. tart. They're smoky. Old dried mustard flavor. Mm, my favorite. But mustard is mm. very very much the dominant the dominant flavor here. I just taste, I taste the hot dog mustard on a chip. There's not supposed to be ketchup, They're so smoky smoky meat juice mustard. <laughs> Apparently this is an exclusive flavor. I don't know exclusive Exclu- to where. Yeah, exclusive to what? America? <laughs> that's, I mean that's, like that's who else? damn sure I nothing's mean, more USA than a, a hot dog chip. A, a nice shaft of meat. Mm. Well, granted that's pretty German. It could be totally Japanese. When I was in Tokyo the last time, there was a hot dog specialty restaurant that we went to like all the time because it was in the only place we could get Wi-Fi in Tokyo. <laughs> it was a hot dog restaurant. It was a hot dog restaurant. Yeah. No, totally. What did they specialize in hot dogs? Were like cool hot dogs, like fancy hot dogs? They were weird hot dogs. I wish I could remember like the toppings that they had. But, you know, something close to like Chicago style that has a lot of stuff on it. Like, but a, they had like all a raw, like a raw mackerel with the eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything a hot dog quite stuffed in his that mouth. weird. <laughs> it's just the bun is the fish, and the hot dog. The hot, it's really that's, easy. The hot dog is just slid. The bun is the fish. <laughs> just, but you know, I would eat that. I mean, I'll throw up, but I'll eat it. I got hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. Fish. Um, on on a less happier note, probably the the elephant in the room. If you know that Nerdy Show is based out of Orlando, Florida, of course. Now we uh. We, 
Orlando has been victim of the uh, largest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. Uh, so that's unfortunate. We're happy to say that no one from the Nerdy Show Network was shot or killed, for that matter. I live right next door to it. Oh. It's great. It's true. So it's obviously a terrible, terrible thing that has greatly affected our community here. And um, just in case you were wondering, everyone's okay um, in Nerdy Show. It's clearly that's not the case elsewhere. No. Um, and and this this isn't this, it's it's one thing that, that that bugs me is I have seen that like you know commentary towards uh, typical Florida or oh Orlando like this is not us this is not Florida this is not Orlando these people weren't this, even from Orlando yeah this this is this is a, some lunatic motherfucker coming in and and ruining people's lives out of nowhere this is just an act of hate and the one that happened because this is two in a row because the the night before uh, someone playing at the plaza live was shot but that was like just a crazy fan who traveled from saint pete and was like obsessed with this person saint, it, saint pete yeah i think they tampa came from saint or pete. saint pete? tampa tampa Russia. tampa <laughs> i think yeah that anyone saint pete uh, you know what could be either one at this point well but he was just a crazy fan who was like obsessed it's one of those like if i can't have her nobody can and just went crazy then that sucks too it's yeah. awful and i think you know one probably prompted the other otherwise it wouldn't have happened in close I don't think they have anything. Yeah, I think it's just I coincidence. Think they were completely unrelated. Completely, to be yeah. Well, truly un- unrelated. But I would, you know, this often happens that when there's one shooting, another one takes place. It's like it's affirmation to the crazies out there. Anyway, I don't. We could argue. talk about this for the whole show, but we're we're doing <laughs> yeah. our best effort to like just I, go on with the show and not. Yeah, I don't care to argue this, yeah. the psychology of it, but um, yeah. that's just that was anyway just dumb dumb theories for me. However, um, yeah, we just felt the need to acknowledge it. And uh, and now we're going to go on with uh, with the show. So um, what else has everybody been doing? Um, I've been reading books for book club. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, so Armada from uh, Ernest Klein coming up. Yeah, that if you haven't if you didn't catch it, uh, there was a new episode of Nerdy Show Book Club after a way too long <laughs> hiatus. So go to nerdyshow.com slash book club and catch up. Um, and our next book club, our next read along um book for the community that we're that we're reading and hopefully you'll read too is Armada the follow-up book to Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, and we expect that episode of Book Club to be out sometime in July so you've got a little bit of time and then I was also rereading Preacher because as everyone should know the uh, AMC television series aired yep. two weeks ago so or three I think that. they skipped a week or this is because oh, of like right. Memorial so Day four. so it's, yeah 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 uh, and Preacher was man. It's been it's been great so far. They're they're really off script, let's say, with like the timeline of the comic books. But well, I think um, Garth Ennis, like, because he's also working with them, I believe, and he yeah, he no, keeps saying like, I don't want you to do this shot for shot. I don't want you to take this story. I want you to like evolve it, do something else with it. So he's pushing that. Yeah, he wants them to change. I think he wants to pull like a Game of Thrones where it's like slightly different and then it gets drastically different. No, I, I definitely have liked the changes that I've seen actually. I was I was worried about the first episode because I found it kind of boring, but then there were parts that were really cool. Like it's and it's, the second episode is just great. It's definitely so. on though though the the plot is not yet the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on point as far as the tone, like the characters, the humor, the violence, like everything about. I love it so the far. vibe of it. Like it's all on point to that in that respect. I just so. hope a lot of people are watching it because it's a bit weird. Like if I, if you don't like that kind of thing, man, how good is the casting? Like. I mean, um, Cassidy? Yeah, no, the cast of uh, Joseph uh, Gilgan is Cassidy. It's just he's perfect. Spot he's on. amazing. I I love I love Tulip. Um, she's I think she's doing a great job. Uh, the woman who played um, they nicknamed her Flowers for a while in Agents of Shield. Ruth Naga. Yeah, the actress. She she's great. Um, everybody's just. Killing I it. really like what they're doing with that character because 
I honestly remembered hating Tulip, <laughs> and I picked up Preacher Book One again uh, this afternoon and was rereading it. And like, nope, yep, I really hated that character. She was just. <laughs> do you like the one in the show though? I do. I like Ruth Nega's version much better. I feel like Garth Ennis is a shitty writer, so. Shut up. I'm just kidding. I know he's listening. I was just kidding. I know I know he listens to the show religiously and I'm sorry. Just kidding. Um, no, but I I I don't know. Should we get into this about the show now since we're we can. talking we're here. about it? Um the I feel like the character of Tulip in the books was very she was just a whiny bitch. And wasn't very. She kind of still is. She wasn't. Str- I, she's, she's not whining. Well, she just she keeps wanting to get her way, no matter what. Okay, that's kind of whining. I don't, to I don't me. think it's in passively a whiny way. whining. That's not. That's not whining. That might be like. That's like pouting. I think if you if no, you if you no. picked up the book again and I and, really and read to. It's the been a long character time. and then compared it to Ruth Nega's version, no. Not whiny at all. And and actually, I just I I am gonna oops, sorry disagree with you completely on that <laughs> and that is your right <laughs> even though you're wrong no i don't know bora have you have you ever read the book or, or checked out the show at i all? know absolutely nothing about it no have oh, you watched man. the show though yet no do, do you know the premise of preacher nope okay well i, I realize that we might need nope. to back up that's like, what nothing this i know is nothing like means. it's uh it's a pretty legendary comic book so i realize that you listening might be like i don't fucking care so what it is <laughs> it's about a small town preacher who has a dark history of uh being well i don't know what's going to be in the show but like basically a dark combative history let's say um who a bit of a badass is suddenly imbued with the word of god which is the um like happens yeah uh, that's normal a, a spawn of an angel and a demon fucking yeah comes into him and so what he can ch- he can channel this power and say th- and say something tell you to do something like say go fuck yourself and you'll tear off your cock and you'll put it in your ass and yeah you will go fuck yourself this is not safe for work, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um, and so this happens, and then he also ends up being best friends with a vampire, and um, they go on this globe-trotting adventure where they encounter the incest-bred son of a, of Jesus. Wait, so his really power die. is mind control? I don't... It's it's Jedi uh, powers, basically. It's yeah, it's a, it's a suggestion. It's a profound, right, yeah, not mind control, like, but suggestion. When, when he said "go fuck yourself," he said it in a rage. He didn't mean literally for that guy to do that thing, but that's how that dude's brain interpreted what he said. It's kind of like a yeah. He doesn't. He didn't of. like. He'll say and something he did it to voluntarily. Mm-hmm. He didn't well, even... that's kind of how Kilgrave on uh, Jessica Jones was, right? True. Yeah, that is very yeah, similar. Yeah, similar power. Um, how but... old is Kilgrave? How old is that character? The man, which <laughs> is like man. the purple man. Um, he's is he pre preacher? Uh, the well, preachers from the nineties. The so. in, I don't I don't know when Kilgrave was invented, but I'm going to guess he's probably a seventies character. Um, and then he, the interpretation of him that ended up in Jessica Jones was um, the early two thousands. So preachers first. We but. also don't know the extent of his powers in the show because it's not. It kind of evolves. It's not just like suggestion. It gets weird. I don't remember what happens in the book, but he can do other things at some point. It was like he can't die it's, or something it's ridiculous. A really, like funny sarcastic weird show and na- and where whereas it was kind of a globe trotting adventure in the comics so far maybe due to budgetary constraints i can't really say but it's kind of like a small town sitcom presently so far i think they're going to get to it being a, Probably. a a road trip kind of thing i at think at the end of the season well i feel like what they were doing is instead of so like the books actually begin where they're kind of doing like they're all together in a restaurant and they're doing kind of a flashback of oh hey Let's talk about how we got here. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of talk about stuff. And I feel like they're 
and I think I even read something, it, it, it's being treated at least this first season or at least the first half of the season as more of a prequel to mm-hmm. book one rather than starting at book one. So you're actually kind of seeing what's going on there. And I don't, I, I like that take, I think, a little bit more than the way it kind of started off in well, the books. I'm actually worried that they're going to give it the Walking Dead treatment or any other TV show treatment. Where it's going to get really boring and I'll where stop they just, watching in season two. They make <laughs> one season, which is really like one issue of the comic, and they just drag it out for episodes and you'll just get sick of it. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. I, I am worried because it is the same network, but... Yeah. If it starts making money, they're going to do that. But, they don't want it to end. so far, so far, it is on point. Well, so. it is like 66 issues or something, isn't it, altogether, I think? I know there's six like volumes or, or collections, right? There's, yeah, books. I think there's at least six volumes. I mean, yeah, unlike, unlike Walking Dead, it is a finite story. Right, fortunately, but yeah. still a, a rather large finite story Yeah, when it's all put together. Doesn't he at like some point, and I don't care if this is a spoiler, but doesn't at some point he like go after like to beat the shit out of God because he's just sick of him? Well, that's, that's that's kind of the plot. That's the premise, yeah. yeah he's well, going to go stick yet, it to God, show, basically, yeah. like where the that's fuck have you been, dude? He's like, I'm going to beat you up. Sounds like a good man of the cloth. He he is very good. Yes. No. Um. And I think they were talking. Basically, the show starting out more of not you being like dumped on with his disillusionment, but actually seeing sort of the progress of his disillusionment. Yeah, right. Seeing how that character could actually be a preacher, which is interesting right. because you never saw that in the comic. Exactly. You only You're saw just it. like, who? The, why? How and the he's fuck trying. Was this guy a preacher. He's trying really hard to be a good person. Yeah. Really hard. Every time you think he's gonna snap. Well, never mind. I won't talk about it. So I guess I think I, I liked what I was liking about Tula's character in this is that in, in the books, it, it's kind of like she has fallen into the life of crime in some sort of mishap, whiny kind of way, whereas she's owning it in the show. Right. She's like... She's owning her character that, there's, in there's the a, show. There's an action sequence where she like assaults some kind of paramilitary group of some kind in the, in the first episode, and it was yeah. crazy. She builds a bazooka out of, I don't even know what, just some scraps lying around. It's really funny. And I just, you know, from a, I'm sorry, feminist standpoint, like the character is way why better. You, why are you apologizing? Because uh, some people. Don't apologize to them. I shouldn't. You're right. Fuck them. Fuck you <laughs> if you have a problem with my feminist perspective. Um, she's also, she's owning her sexuality more. Like she's not being, she's not the one being taken advantage of. Like there's a, a scene, I think like a couple of issues in where Jesse says in his head three days until I get her in bed. I'm like, <laughs> What? What the f- <laughs> fuck you? You know, on that note, why isn't the preacher, it's 2016, why couldn't it have been a woman? A woman preacher. Don't go, don't go down the road. They could have written anything, could have been a black guy, could have been a lady, a black lady, anything. Anyway. Well, she is now a woman of, of color when she was just That's white true, trash yeah. before that. That's so. true. Whoa, whoa there. Well, well she, yeah, she the, was the white trash. The book is full yeah. of white trash. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's also part of the premise. Um, and 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 interestingly, I'm pretty sure they introduced a character from like volume seven in the second episode. Wait, really? Oh, uh, um, Quinn Odin, Cannon. Quinn Cannon. Yeah, the, the guy who is. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what he does because if he does it on TV, wow. He's a vile little man. Let's just say. Is that. he the real estate guy? Uh, no, he runs a sausage factory. <laughs> Literally. Oh, I I can't I don't even remember that. I need to go back and watch sausage that episode. Sausage and power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway, oh. um, so that's for what what I've been doing. Um, few things. I spent a lot of the last week working on a piece of artwork for Consequence of Sound. They did a, a list recently of the worst to best horror sequels. All of them, all the main horror sequels. You know, not not too too horror sequels. Horror, horror, horror. 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 horror? Wow! So I kept hearing horror too, and I'm like, horror sequels. Who is this horror? 
Yeah, you know, mostly like mostly those lesbian prison movies. Just lots of those. Um, but you know, uh, no, no uh, hor- horror film sequels. Um, and uh, so I put together. I got I got to play around with some of my favorite weird shit from horror sequels because there's very little that's as weird as the shit that shows up in horror sequels. Like that time Leatherface was a woman in Leather in um, Te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation or well, Halloween well, Three. I was gonna say, oh, was it three or two that has the mask and it's three. Shamrock, Silver Shamrock. Yeah, Silver Shamrock. Eight more days till Halloween, motherfucker. That movie's garbage. That's, I know you love when it. Was the last time you, my favorite Halloween yeah, movie. When was the last time you favorite. watched that movie? I, you know, I'm not a fan of horror films, unless it's like Critters. Because it makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And uh, Reggie Bannister from Phantasm stuck him on there. Anyway, I had a good time. I made, oh, some, I made some artwork that I, I'm really proud of. And you could buy prints if you want, but also it's a great article. So we'll link to that on this episode's page. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Shamrock. I know the song and I, I don't know why, but it's in my head. I have no idea what's going on. It's okay. Oh, dude. It's like the fucking what, best, never, best uh, weirdest. It has nothing to do with it, Michael Myers. I don't Myers. really like horror movies. They're That's just, what I say. Oh, man. I mean, sometimes I get some comedic value out of it, but it's like, look at how stupid this is, laughter, and I really don't What about Killer Clowns from out. Outer Space? Also high no. on my list. You've never seen that. What have no. you been doing with your life? You really, Anything yeah, no, else. You should at least watch <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. There's this one scene yeah. where they shoot them with a pop, this lady with a popcorn gun, and she goes home and takes a shower, and the popcorn starts growing into clown heads on like little jack-in-the-boxes, and they start sliding around the shower and stuff out of her hamper. <laughs> and, then there's, and then there's one scene where a bunch of like people, and I don't know if they're old people, are sitting at the bus stop, and the clown walks up and makes a shadow puppet of a dinosaur and just eats them and kills them. It's really funny. Okay. By the way, their weakness is their nose. They also they also put people in cotton candy. They spin them like spiders, and then they shove a giant straw in them and just drink them till they die. God, Bor, I thought I didn't like anything. Sure. No, I'm I'm the their spaceship. Of all li- their spaceship is a things. circus tent which drills a hole into the ground. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is shit I could have come up with, but it's really it's, it's probably a really bad movie. But you should watch it. Bor is the commander of the army against fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> commander. Commander. Commander in chief. In chief. You're the, the admiral. You're admiral <laughs> the ad- fun killer. <laughs> admiral fun killer. Uh, this coming week, if you're anywhere near Charlotte, North Carolina, you should come out to Heroes Con because I'll be there on Friday and Saturday with Aaron from a comic shop and also sometimes host of Nerdy Show. And we'll be presenting some panels on uh, Friday at four. I'll be hosting the LGBTQ culture in comics panel. And uh, at five, Aaron will be hosting the horror panel. Um, on Saturday at noon, one of us, I think me, yeah, me probably, will be hosting uh, the X-Men panel, and then uh, Aaron's hosting the Deadpool panel at 1.30, and at 4.30, hopefully both of us are going to be um, hosting the Marvel Beyond the Avengers panel. What's the um, the X-Men panel you're doing? Is it just like encompassing everything, or is it like specific like comic well, series, all movies, these everything? panels are not just us, it's us and like creators. All, all the guests pertaining to that, yeah, at the, at the show. You got famous people? Yeah. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> Like you know, comic book artists and so on, That's comic book writers. Yeah, they're they're going to be basically we're we're moderating these discussions, and uh, anytime they get boring, we you know make sure. We so you give like you punch them in the face. Yeah. Is that what that? Yeah. So they'd get like Pow. you know if their questions right good, the you'd, you'd give them points. Like, you get five points, and you get you <laughs> see which like writer or artist is better at the end of the day. Yeah, that's they're gonna. Oh boy, they'll love that system. It'll be great. They will think very. <laughs> be like, wait, wait, don't that. tell me. Can you turn it into that? Do they get a, a nerdy show Rubik's cube? Do we have those? Can we get some? No, but I'm Was sure that a we thing? Can, I'm sure we can get that from one of those companies that sends us no. those brochures of like, hey, put your logo on a bunch of bullshit. Well, that's what Ask Me Another gives out. 
Do they? Yeah. Oh, ask me another. Ask me another. What's ask me another? What is that? It's it's an NPR quiz show. It's like a more serious quiz show. Unlike wait, wait, don't tell me. What's wait, wait, don't tell me? Ask me another is the the serious quiz show. Are you trolling? No, I have no idea. They actually have real hard questions. Is it like the twenty thousand dollar pyramid? Yes, I, I guess it. I, I serious isn't the word I would use. Whatever. I don't. I don't know. It's basically. It's basically like a British panel show, but it happens to be on NPR. And wait, wait, don't tell me is the you most get a teapot if always. you win or what? You get someone's voicemail on your inter, on your answer uh, machine. Do you get the voicemail? Really? Yeah. So that's a real. You're not just <laughs> yes, making that I'm up. I'm not making this no, up. No, because the the announcer guy has a really cool voice. I've been blanking on his name. They came here at the Dr. Phillips Center, and I went, and we, it was awesome. Him, yeah, it was so good. This is a thing people do and enjoy. Okay. You wouldn't you wouldn't understand. You I, wouldn't, don't, you wouldn't I don't understand even slightly. If you were a liberal, you'd know. <laughs> what? Does, is Jonathan Colton someone that people would be familiar with? Yes. On this show, yeah. Okay, well He's he like, he does the music for Ask Me Another. He okay. he actually wrote Skull Crusher Mountain about me. Yeah? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, did he do Skull Crusher Mountain? Yeah. And he oh, he's the it's same based guy. On my well, life. He's he's the music guy for Ask he's Me Another. He's the same dude. Wow, he's like the the co-host. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, weird. Um, there you go. Thank you. Meanwhile, I'd like to point out that DC Rebirth is actually two weeks in, pretty good. Uh, no, they have not faltered yet, so they're still not fucking up. Surprisingly, uh, and also this week, if you didn't catch it already, the new show on the Nerdy Show Network that we mentioned a couple episodes ago, Bad Storytellers, is now out and on the Nerdy Show Network, starting with episode twenty. Bad Storytellers is a show hosted by Josh from our other program, Ghostbusters Resurrection, where he and Doug, also from Ghostbusters, and two new cats on the Nerdy Show Network are, um, they're a writer's group. Meow. They, they want to become, meow, they want to become cats and, uh, and find the best yarn. Um, anyway, they, they want to become writers and, uh, in, in a professional sense, they are they are writers. They're good writers, as a matter of fact. And uh, so they talk about writing, the the pop culture they've been consuming, the writing in that pop culture. And then mm-hmm. at the end of every episode, they um, use a system they've devised to randomly generate themes for a film. They conceptualize that film and then write and record a fictional trailer for that film. You know, they think they're good writers, but they've never read my Weekend at Bernie's 3 chapter. And you know what? They should make that into a Doug film. Doug has. Well, and well then, they've got some work to do. The, the weekend, our weekend at Bernie's project from Nerdy Show, uh, is the weekend at Bernie's three, not at the Living it's Bernie. On a, it's on a seven-year voyage. It's still ongoing. We're still working on it. Seven-year uh, voyage. <laughs> it'll, it will, we'll get it out before the seven-year mark. Movies don't make themselves. It's an ongoing process. It's a creative yeah. process. It's going to um, take a while. Uh, I saw Voltron. Anybody else check out the Netflix Voltron sh- series? Like we we started. Here's the thing. We were like, let's watch the first episode before we got to come here. I didn't realize it was over. It was an hour long. Yeah, they they went the uh, the typical start an animated series and have basically Voltron the movie. Well, that's the first. I guess episode. we should say why why you should like why it's exciting. Is well, be- I think both of our first reactions was it looks old. Well, at the beginning, <laughs> the first scene, it was like it almost looked like old animation, but then it, it picks up. But we were like. It also looked very familiar. Well, the the style was old, but yeah. the animation company was is what the people did Avatar and Legend of Korra. Is which, it really? Which yeah. I didn't know until I we looked it up while we were watching. Well, no, not yeah. even that, but but we guessed it before that. Their facial animation because their facial animation. I was like, that looks like the dumb brother and his voice. That makes he sense. It makes like sense. Mako did they update the little jumpsuits that they wear? Yes. Well, they don't. They don't have them yet. Oh. They, they do not not where we got in the episode. I've seen the entire first. They're about episode, to get to the, but that's the, the yeah, and like the facial yes, animation for the okay. Lance character. Totally, I was like, which I, is I which see is Legend the voice of Korra, actor. But then and then I was like, 
who did Finn. I looked it up, and it was Finn, and then I'll, now all I can hear is Finn yeah, from the, Adventure the, Time. The, it's it's, it's <laughs> kind of neat, because the guy who does Finn's voice, like, he... They've they've been actively aging Finn in Adventure Time. Jeremy Shadow. And yeah. um but they still he still has to kinda of dial it back. He but still in this sounds show, so young. In this show he yeah. gets to actually sound the age teenage he is. voice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and then all the CG stuff is done by DreamWorks. Right. Which I really liked the logo at the beginning, which was the moon, and then Voltron comes out and cuts the crescent out of it. And stands in the crescent. Like, and, yeah, and I was like and I was like, just keep that as your logo instead of that stupid kid fishing. Um, I'm glad that so far I haven't I've always really kind of hated the two D mixed with three D animation stuff because it I don't know why. For some reason to me it's been kind of jarring. But that's I why you hate Futurama. Futurama doesn't yeah. in in the opening credits it No, it does. Every, I guess I didn't I didn't watch well, a lot of Futurama, so I don't it's not because I hate it. I just I don't care that much about the, <laughs> Sim- the Simpsons writers and those people. I don't know. Fine. <laughs> now you are the enemy of fun. <laughs> to be fair, it did get bad at the end. You know, if someone sat, I would watch it. I don't. I don't. I'm not anti. <laughs> if it's if it's playing, I'll be in the same room. You yeah, know, whatever. You know, whatever. I won't like, start screaming and run out of the room. Anyway, I didn't get that feeling with this, even though I knew DreamWorks was obviously doing some CGI with mm. it. I haven't yet in this episode. So we also were there at the, the beginning, yeah. so it's like... So maybe it will start bothering me, but it hasn't yet, so but I there, like that. It's really well handled. I think so far it's the best Voltron series from the 30 minutes cool. I've watched. And here's, here's why. Here's All why. First off, I've always hated Pidge. He was a circus clown of a freak with a really <laughs> awkward voice. I can't even do it. It's so bad. They made Pidge kind of a badass, um, at least from the beginning, because he's just like this really cool, smart kid. And they actually made him useful, which they he's never been useful Wait, in my opinion. Now, here's the thing. I've never, ever watched any Voltron, ever. This looked good to me because oh. it was some... I, all right, where well, where does one watch Voltron in, say, the early 90s? Where would you where would you go to do 80s. that? 80s. 80s. Right, I know it's from the 80s, but let's say the <laughs> where early, would you the find early 90s when I was of an age where I would have a mind to get a hold of, like, of, a, of a television remote. I don't it was just It, it was just playing on TV somewhere, but... Um, I mean, I'm 32 years old, but like, I didn't start actively watching TV till like 89 or something. You know? All like, I know is that Voltron well, was actually you had a special upbringing, right? I've been not especially special. You were locked in a special. box. I didn't have cable. Well, wait, how so old were you, you in 89? Don't uh, tell people on the air. <laughs> like four, five. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she started watching TV at five. I yeah, I'm which she didn't. The wrong year. Um, but. <laughs> But um, I, I found out recently looking up stuff about it that I don't know how I didn't realize it, but when it came to America, they it was actually two different shows that they edited together. Yeah. yeah. And I, to I, make it look like one show. And I was like, how did they do that? There's like the space scenes and the fighting. And then there's like when they were on the ground or in their suits, complete two completely different shows for like there was 50 now you're just episodes. talking about Power Rangers. Well, it's basically <laughs> it, 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 it did. Is, it is true of Voltron. That yeah, is, and then the, the last like 70 episodes, it did turn into the like they had 12 different vehicles, which turned into a giant robot. I but saying, I don't like that one. I'm 35, and I only barely remember watching any of Voltron, so I'm kind of in the same. Like I remember seeing it on TV. I have pictures in my head of it, but I. I don't know the characters. I remember names. watching I it, know. and I had toys, but I can't remember any. I had the specific yeah, I had anything, anything about it. Yeah. I have somewhere. So I don't know where Brandon ended up picking it. I up. have all the me- there's and they're metal too. I have all the metal lines that fuse into Voltron somewhere. Are you gonna get the really it. expensive new one? No, it's I like don't. Four hundred like bucks? It. No. Oh, I but saw that now. Ultimate edition. <laughs> articulate. All the all the lines come out and they're well, super that depends. articulate. It depends okay. on how good the reboot. Is. I, have a, I have a question for all you folks who've who've seen Voltron. Were there were there mice? Who were friends with the princess? Yes, I think. 
I, I vaguely I remember this. Yes. They're, they're, the show is pretty good, yes. though clearly the psi in sci-fi is almost non-existent. It's more of a... Wait, set, are the set, mice in it? A set dressing. The mice are in it, pal. They were in it originally. There's, there's some mice that have a, conne- a psychic connection of sorts to the princess, and I was like... What the what's this Hamtaro shit happening? Okay, right well now? that well it, it was a Japanese show, right? Yeah, so it was. there always has to be some sort of animal mascot. I can't think of a Japanese show that does not have an animal mascot in it. Like, but that that seriously. was in it. That was okay. in it. And okay. the thing you may not know is that Lance, who pilots the Blue Line, uh-huh. never piloted the Blue Line in the original. Really, he piloted the Red Line, and the Blue Line was piloted by a Norwegian named Sven. Who ends up getting killed, or he, he ends Sven. up he ends up getting like killed, and the princess takes the fish over. Is the bun? I, yeah, <laughs> like I think the princess takes over as one of the pilots because Sven dies in the first couple of episodes, or he gets massively injured, and then he has a plot thing later. They're not gonna they're not gonna do that in this show because there's no Sven who talked like this. Oh, that was like Italian, yeah. but that was like a bad Russian accent. I am a Norwegian. <laughs> Gabba the goo. What? <laughs> good job. Thank you. I'm good at accents. But well, but yeah, so it's different, but it's better, in these, my opinion. These get better the more you eat them. I liked them from the beginning. I must just like weird shit flavors. There was also no humor in the original show, and there is already in this one. And it's good. It's kind of like the Avatar kind of humor. I'm, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying it. It's like, it would clearly be... I'm watching it and I'm thinking, this would be much better if I was, like, 13 years old. This no, would be man, it's great amazing. right now. It's great but right it's now. But it's pretty good for an adult watching it. There are um, 13-year-olds watching right now who's never seen Voltron before. That's true. That's and they, true. they gave it five Have stars. Have you gotten to Reese Darby yet? <laughs> no. I know he's, what, what? the caretaker? No, in the... I'm interested. <laughs> he's yeah. the caretaker, right? Yeah, Reese Darby is in this show as himself in space. What? Don't yeah. call me Ginger Balls. No. Yeah. Yeah. Is that who Reese Darby is? <sighs> yeah, don't yeah. call me Ginger Balls, Britt. Yep, I'm excited now. Now I'm going to watch it immediately. I th- I think he may have ad libbed because like there's some lines where I'm like, you guys didn't write that for I him. I really have to show his ad libbed. But it, <laughs> all it's right, really Voltron great. meeting. <laughs> yeah, are we all, are we all present like and accounted here? Present, present. Is the blue line here? He's right behind me. Is the blue line here? Present. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. I'm doing it. Yep. See, Mary, check. Yep. See, any ad. everybody does it. Any, so any new business? <laughs> great. Moving on. Yeah, I I really I really enjoyed it. So if like if you want a taste test, just check out the first movie. It's like an hour forty or something. Oh, the aliens. Let's talk about the aliens just for like a second. Sure. I, I forget what the race what is. is what is called. there to say about them? Okay. I, I don't feel like I know anything yet. Evil well, mer people. Yeah. Well, you saw what they looked like, right? Yeah. In the original series, they were literally blue people with like fang teeth. That was it. They were blue people with like vampire fangs. That Admittedly, was... they're not that different from that right now. Okay, but they literally were people with white hair and just had blue skin tone. That was it. There was no difference defining alien features. At least not. The parts I remember. So that's about all I remember from Voltron. It sounds like enough. Yeah. So they changed them at least drastically. They're still blue though. Let's talk about Warcraft. Yes. I literally just saw it. <laughs> zug, um, zug zug. Does anyone say zug zug in the movie? Because if they do, I'm sold. No. Well, fuck them. I got. I have no Warhammer. There was, was also was no tabletop <laughs> game. There was also no Lothar Ogar. It was a video game. That's all I know. Warhammer is completely unrelated to Warcraft. Did you did you know that? No, wait. <laughs> See, that's how much I, I know. Hey man, I've never played any Warhammer shit. So. Warcraft. Though I understand your confusion. See, it makes sense. It is a con- it is a conjoined. There are thing, also right? orcs in. I'd say, aren't there orcs in like <laughs> yes. all the same in, shit in Warcraft? Do they craft wars? Do they build barracks and yeah. then go? We need more trees, guys. Does that happen in the yeah, movie? Basically, is there humor? All I want to know is yeah, if there's humor. There is. Yeah, all right, there's humor. I'll let you speak now. 
Are there medieval pylons? So, (laughs) medieval pylons. Need more medieval pylons. (laughs) That's more of a a StarCraft thing. That's the. I I get it. That was the joke. That was the joke. She was making that joke. Yeah, I know. But in StarCraft, they have areas where you can only build like on the creek where you can only build near a pylon he takes this very seriously this is like this is all he has i mean it's, it's yes, all he has yes sir need- <laughs> admiral fun killer sir need more overlords so, here's the thing i've no pl- it's spawn more overlords spawn more God. overlords you spawn them Amateur. you don't just need them um, what i i've played the first warcraft rts game a long time ago, remember nothing about Still it. Still the best one. I that's, think I actually started on two. That's my level of experience there. But Boar, you've you've done it all, pretty much. You've yeah. even played that that third person adventure game they never released. No, no, you never done that. Well, played I, the card. I, I did not no, do you that. Made that up. You played the card game. Uh, if you're talking about Hearthstone, yeah, I never played it. So, um, what we've been hearing about the movie in its release. Critics were panning it. Even Consequence of Sound, who I work for, panned it in a, in a really, quite frankly, Blake, I think it was a dismissive review, and I think you should reevaluate it. I like your reviews, man. <laughs> yeah. but Come like, on, Blake. <laughs> I, I, I think... Burn. I think... I think... I just think it wasn't made for you, man. Um, no reason to give it a D plus. But... Um, <laughs> it's not failing. I liked it. I didn't... Like, people have been saying the th- you have to have a... There's a threshold of... Knowledge you need you to have know. To have to enjoy it. But all. you don't have shit for Warcraft knowledge. Nothing. Yeah. See, I was wondering about what somebody like you would think of it, because I knew that my perception was going to be a lot different, because I know a lot about Warcraft lore already. I've played all the games. Like... Well, I guess we should get both of your, your perspectives separately. Like, okay, so... The, the movie was, what, like two hours? Did yeah. it actually have a coherent plot that you could follow in yes, two hours? it did. That made, craft, or made sense in the Warcraft universe. <laughs> it, that it made, made craft, craft in the war <laughs> sense it universe. It, it, did, it, did make, it did make sense. Here, here's, here's where I think is, this is fascinating, right? Because everyone's saying, oh, it has this, this huge like, learning curve and you have to know everything about Warcraft to even appreciate it at all. Which I found fascinating because people also complain these days about movie spoon-feeding you exposition, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, guess what? It didn't do that at all. <laughs> That's great. And and I understood it perfectly. Having... So there was no character coming and going, ah, oh, he's using fell magic. That's the most evil demonic magic. There it... was a little bit of that. Oh, I'm sorry. But, but it happens organically. The same in, yeah. a, in, in, in dialogue that makes sense to be there. Because the it's the first time they're seeing the orcs. So I guess well, it was like, the first time they that? saw fell magic, too. Okay. So. Woo! That... So... I got scared. Snapped our audio. Did everything save? Hold on, let me check. No, we're still going. We're still going, guys. Oh, Good. God. Hey, okay. out. It just... if, uh, if you saw a click there, we had a brief brownout, but I think most this... of our uh, stuff here is on a battery I backup. I saw something so shut off, so... We should be okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, anyway, there's a storm on. There's a storm of brewing. Get your storm But on. anyway, it was at... Uh, the story started at the beginning, but, like, the first time humans are seeing orcs, so the it's first a prequel time to even the first game, encountering fell magic, etc., no, it's not a prequel. It's it's the story of the first game. Oh, it is literally like the it, first it, it game. It is literally the first game, which, it, which is fascinating yeah. because you I know most of Warcraft's money, most of Blizzard's money at this point has come from World of Warcraft, and this takes place so far before they yeah. have any kind of bearing on that. Like 30, 40, maybe 50 years? I hope it, they make it, one. It takes place a long time. I hope they make World one for each game, then I'll watch it. They might. It's kind of... Kind of looking that way. I think they said they were only going to make one, but if it does well, they'll make a second. But I, I it feel already like did well enough to to get a second. It made one hundred and fifty six million dollars in China. And uh, yeah, and you know China. what? 
the Chinese market has held all movies hostage in the past two years. So they, they can make or break movies. They make horrible movies continue, well, they, like Transformers. Well, they're the only reason that there's an Alice in Wonderland sequel. Oh, yeah, no. so every movie oh, they've supported... Oh, that's why that happened? Yeah. Be time to blow up China. Every Every movie they've supported <laughs> has been horrible. So I'm a little worried that Warcraft <laughs> is, is on the China money. Oh, no. China co-produced it. Oh, well, then. the country of China. But see, the Never, China, that makes me the, like the, it even the, less. The Chinese film market is huge. But why does that make you like it less? It's a it's a film that that exists, and I'm telling you, it was it was good. Because usually it panders it. more to Chinese audiences. Like they'll throw this, something in there. This isn't this isn't like Iron Man three or Transformers, no, where all the ATMs or, are Chinese ATMs. You in can't Texas. really say, okay, we need an overhead shot of Shanghai. They will. They'll put that in there. Yeah, there's there was no. There was nothing like pandering to the Chinese audience in this. It was pure. Mm. It was pure Warcraft, as far as I could tell, and I I can't tell. But but Bor, that's basically what you said. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty true to it. The only thing that was not totally consistent with the story is that they had so much story and they had to cut some corners and condense it down into a smaller, like bite sized movie format. But other than cutting out some details and uh, redoing uh, something here and there. Uh, like Cadgar, for instance, he was supposed to be Medivh's apprentice, but in this one, he was just sort of an outcast who left the Kieran tour, which was a minor all difference. Gibberish. They, all yeah. gibberish. It's, this, it's this a, a minor difference, but Kieran tour and the Giver Gak and the, see, the cat guards. The, the feral Most people wouldn't even give a shit, score. as we and can see. What? And and. <laughs> And in the film, it felt it felt fine to me. It was different from the story, yeah. but I mean, basically, I think it helped move the plot along a little bit better, and yeah. that's probably why they. And the did movie, it. the movie's not without its flaws. Um, there, I think it could have been at least fifteen minutes to thirty minutes longer. There were some. There were. It, there are moments where it could stand to have considerably more character development because there's a lot of things happening at once. There's many, many different plots. There's some things that are kind of shallow because there's simply not enough screen time for it. But even with that being a, the film's major problem, and truly that's it, because the visuals were, they looked, I thought they looked kind of, I did think they looked kind of bland in the trailer, but in watching the film. It looked like a ton of green screens, but I, I, like I well, said, it was a shitty trailer. It's, it's a mixed, you know, it's a mixed reality film. It's like Jungle Book. Um, mm. which I also I haven't seen, but people praise that film for its visuals. This is the same thing. This is the same kind of product. It is a hybrid of live action and CGI, but m- masterfully done, really well done. Yeah, um, the, the orcs were fantastic. They, uh, I, I watched a little bit of the making of, and supposedly what they did was when they did all the motion capture, they stipulated that when the animators were making the orcs around the motion capture, that they had to keep in every little nuance of the characters. Uh, the actor's face on the finished character. So even like if they thought that something was slightly flawed, they couldn't change it. It had to have like the same eye movements, uh, the same, you know, nose flares, whatever the actor did, they recreated it as much as possible to try to keep it feel more real. And I thought that that really came through in the movie. Yeah. No, because the orcs, like every single one of them was fantastic. The dwarves were a little bit weird. The elves were a little bit weird, but I think that they're not going to be big players until like the next movie or two. So they've got some time to figure those guys out. How was the, I don't know anything about the movie, obviously, but I've been hearing about the plot with like the female character and this sort of like. The plot just looked kind of trite and. Is it like Avatar, the the movie where it's like a love interest between a human and an orc or something? Uh, There's, there's a little bit of injected romance where honestly there shouldn't have been, but it was quite minor. Um, and I'll say, like, like I was saying, there were, there are some significant weaknesses due to a lack of, of 
time with certain characters. But even with that being a factor, there were a lot of scenes that I thought were actually shockingly affecting. And every sequence that has a battle in it is not just a bunch of CGI shit on screen fighting each other. There's an emotional dynamism that's carried through all these scenes to a degree that, frankly, we don't see ever. Um, like, there's there's stakes. There's, there's emotional consequence to the battle itself. And I... I felt things like it made me feel things in spite of its failings with some degree of character development and in spite of the fact of how usually when there's a CGI slugfest, you feel nothing. This I guess, better. yeah, that's, you can tell the success of a movie. I mean, I like a movie if it emotionally like moves me or else I'm just bored the whole time. This is far better than some Marvel movies. Brandon has to have a movement. Or I should say I there are there are far worse Marvel movies than Warcraft. I think the last movie that, that moved me emotionally sense. was probably Bad Boys 2. <laughs> that scene on uh, on 95 whoo all those cars baller <laughs> straight up baller. <laughs> michael bay at his finest um so uh the plot the plot of the film it is actually it's actually pretty neat it looks hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's... It's a little hard to explain in the form, frame of a trailer. So right. what, as it's set up, orcs are from another world entirely, like a completely different planet. Mm-hmm. And they have destroyed it. So this mage who's under this bizarre, corruptible influence um, that's like a... a he's a, more of a warlock, but yes. He, okay, so he's a warlock with some, some dire magic. He's communicated some kind of entity that's giving him access to another world. And so they... Made sit- a pact with Manoroth. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in terms of things that people will understand and care about, and Boar's providing the essential lore with all the names. Um, <laughs> tune, well, in, tune in for Lore how, with Boar coming up next. Lore with Boar. Great show idea. Um, how did they destroy their planet? They live in huts. Fell magic. Com, com, and and, yeah, it, it's, it's and a, they didn't learn their lesson, did a, they? A, a magic that absorbs the mm. land, and they also all lots of deforestation. It's basically death story. magic, so like the death magic... <laughs> The thing sucks is, sucks the life out of stuff. This warlock is wielding this death magic, and they don't really realize that. You know, he's telling them things. He's leading them. He's saying like, you know, oh, well, we've we've depleted this. We have to move on. They don't realize that this guy and his magic is actually responsible for, for all that. For all that, they don't. Well, they really, basically conquered their whole planet yeah. too. They don't start to see the consequences until they move to Azeroth and and see what it's doing there. And they're like, whoa, doesn't this look familiar to you? Hmm. Like, haven't we seen this before? Um, and that is actually, it's really, it's really powerful. Their transition from world to world is crazy. Um, and 
and that conflict of coming to this other world and then Azeroth itself, all the humans, seeing this destruction coming from another place, it's kind of like an alien invasion. Um, but one that's done not with spaceships, but you know, with with war parties, where they'll see smoke in the distance and they'll be like, "Well, what what is that? What's causing that?" Um, so they actually show like the transition, what it looks like traveling from world to world. Yeah, kind of like how Bob when Bob Hoskins went through the portal in the sewer, <laughs> kind of like going going through <laughs> yeah, a Stargate. Kind of like, okay, um, and it was well, it was it was actually visually, and this is early in the film. It was great because the. It's like a big doorway, right? That the orcs are going to move through. They're sending. They're sending not the entire like all a Stargate, kind of like a Stargate, but, but more shaped like a door. Um, it's a door gate. It's a door gate. <laughs> so star door. Gate so door. through through this door gate, you see Azeroth. You see the other world, but you're seeing it like as though you're laying on the ground, looking up at the trees in the sky. So when they come through it, they're coming out of a huge hole in the ground, but they're walking forward into it. So they look like demons coming out of hell, basically. Yeah, to, they to have the this humans. whole distortion. And then to make matters worse, one of the main characters, who's an orc, is pregnant at the time. She's trying to hide that fi- fact because she's like, you know, a warrior. And it actually forces her to go into labor. And she has this like stillborn baby. And then the, the, the warlock. Spoilers. The warlock. This, this happens right in the beginning of the film. And it's really crazy. <clears throat> he, he takes the baby. The baby's pretty much dead. And then he uses his death magic to kill a nearby deer and bring the baby back to life. And it's, it's man, it was powerful. It was a crazy scene. It was so mm-hmm. good. And it's the, the movie. Well, right. Because you didn't know, like, if. If you were coming into it not knowing anything about the plot, you might be like, is that guy just going to kill the baby? Because you didn't know if he was going to even accept it because she wasn't supposed to be bringing it. (laughs) Why do I keep reading all these shitty reviews that's like 1% movie's plot was lame or like... It's like, no, you know, no, it's just people, another piece of video game like, garbage. Oh, there's orcs, there's dwarves. Oh, I've seen stuff like this before. Oh. Like Peter Jackson. I, it, I, it's, it's surprising because I, I, I don't people, get it. You're being, describing something that sounds great. People are being really dismissive of it. And it wasn't it wasn't amazing. You know, like like Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings tr- trilogy. Any one of those films is still better than this movie by a huge margin. But this is also if you want to this is it's a. And it's not a fantasy film that I would compare to any of what I consider to be the great fantasy films like Neverending Story or Legend or Ladyhawk. But it is comparable to Ladyhawk. One of the what never, you don't like Ladyhawk? What is it? it. I, it's, I've never even I've heard of it. God. Okay, Michelle Pfeiffer, Rutger Hauer, Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Incredible <laughs> fantasy film. One's okay. a hawk by day, one's a wolf me by about night. It, but I still haven't seen it. Okay. Two lovers. One's a hawk, one's a wolf. They can never meet as humans. What? Yeah, it's so good until they kill the Pope. Done. I, I think Denica Seriously. and I are going to get together and watch this, and then we're probably going to hate it, and <laughs> we'll like, tell you about it. But you'll it love it. So good. You'll love it. Uh, just be ready for the soundtrack. Except they do have a hard on for Matthew Broderick because so. the, the, the soundtrack is yeah, really disarming, it. but it's amazing. But no one is. People often are not prepared for the heavy synth soundtrack that this <laughs> that this very oh, realistic medieval film has. By the way, the hawk in Lady Hawk retired at the Birds of Prey Center down the street, which Brandon works at. Where she also died, I think. So she's an old. She was an old bird back in the day. <laughs> she's a bit of an old bird. Uh, okay. But anyway, so. I, I think I think Warcraft is victim to a lot of marginalization. People don't want it to be good, and I I, I enjoyed myself. I was legitimately. I think a lot of it. people went into it with the thoughts in the back of their head, like, "Oh, this is another video game movie. I'm going to hate it." I, I bet it, there was a and, lot of preconceptions like that. Plus, when the bad reviews were coming out, like Rotten Tomatoes, when, when I first 
looked it up, it had like a 16%. Yeah. It rose to like 24 or 25 or something like that later on. Everyone I personally know who says they liked it. Liked it. But all the reviews online say it's garbage. One of them was a WoW fangirl. The other ones were just more general video game are There are jokes in it that only WoW people are going to get. There was a a couple behind me that like fucking cracked up to something. I didn't even see it. Did a sheep explode? Did Did a sheep explode? There was a sheep scene. Did it explode? uh, No, but it it did. But it was, it was, that was set up in a way where I, I laughed at it, not even knowing that there was any kind of extra context, mm. which I guess there is. Um, but uh, uh, but no, there, there's there's stuff on screen that you won't get, but you also won't know it's even there. Because I didn't even know that there was a joke there at all. It was superfluous, but the people in the back who were WoW players, they fucking knew it. Um, right, well, I don't know what that joke is, but I guess I'll see the movie and try to figure it out. We don't want to spoil it, though. Yeah, <laughs> and the, uh, the newest expansion of World of Warcraft basically set you up to know all of the orc chieftains' like backgrounds and what their clans Isn't are like. Is it about pandas? No, dude, that no, was that years was a, ago. That was a long... That was, here's my take. Oh, yeah. There's an expansion with pandas. pandas yeah, I don't shit? fucking know. No, the oh, newest one... shit. And because China's fronted money, Where that's the why pandas? they made the panda expansion. Because China was like, we'll give you a movie if you make an expansion with pandas to show... <laughs> Like, I feel our like, side of shit. I feel like this is off base. No, I feel like we just connected something that you didn't know about. The Panda expansion was specifically because they knew this movie was happening and China was backing it. Anyway, That's why. so the newest expansion. <laughs> I just blew your fucking mind. You can't even handle it. No, you just railroaded so, me so I wasn't going to finish my Warcraft thought. Warcraft episode two, Pandas. <laughs> pandas. Yes, they will just skip 150 years into the future. and Yes. Yeah. Pandas. That, that'll happen. Kung Fu Panda 4. <laughs> World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Yeah. yeah. What that'll, are you saying about the new expansion? <laughs> <laughs> well, the newest expansion was an alternate reality version of what happened right before the Dark Portal opened in this movie. Like the Dark Portal being what that giant gate that they walked through. Mm-hmm. So it gave you a, a really good background on all of the orc chieftains. And, and if you had played a lot of that WoW expansion and you watched this movie, you'll be like, oh, I know that guy. And I know that guy. And I know that guy. And I know that guy. But the funny thing is, is since I've played a lot of that, I know more of their alternate timeline selves <laughs> more than I know like who they were in this movie. But at least I sort of had an idea who they were. I also want to say that the dark magic, the fell, mm-hmm. is presented so well. It's a lot like watching. It, it it's like a parable for drug addiction. You see this guy sipping a this this orc dude is like sipping a a human soul, like just. In, in the background of a scene. Just, just intermittently, it, like... Like he's pu- puffing on an opium pipe. Like, and that's what... Like, the context of it, it's it's crazy. Like, they sh- they present it so well. The corruption of this evil magic is so well represented. It's fascinating. Hmm. Um, but, you know, not a perfect movie by any means, but way better than it's being given credit for. I mean, the reason... And I guess I should probably see it, given everything you guys have said. The reason I... I one of the reasons I didn't see it is because, well, I obviously don't care about Warcraft as much as you do, but... I just lost my train of thought. No, what I was going to say is that, <laughs> like, World of Warcraft has been around so long at this point that it's kind of drying out, in my opinion, and it looked like a scramble for money. Like, well, what can we do to get more money? What can we do to make more money? we got to make a movie. Like, that's their last desperation. Like, we've, we've done all the games. We've played everything out. This is all we've got left. Make a movie. Well, Blizzard's always wanted to make a break in a film. And, well, and- all of their cinematic scenes were essentially movies. Well, they, you watch them in a row; yeah. it's like a movie. So they've made the the guy who runs it has made jokes about just releasing a DVD and charging money for that. Of the of the cutscenes, I think the reason too. that they didn't do that is so they would it would be taken more seriously because they like probably wanted. People, but clearly, they're yeah. having trouble with that anyway. Yeah. But Duncan Jones, the director, who's the director of Moon and Source Code, two fantastic sci-fi movies. Um, Wait, did he make this? 
Yes. Oh, I should probably see it. <laughs> I really, I really <laughs> he, liked Moon. He is a vehement MMORPG player. He's he's played all kinds of MMOs, and he was all about doing this project. He really put a lot of passion into it, and you, it can it shows. Even though it's easily among those three films, the weakest of those three films, it's still in there. And what's more important, the paycheck he got from Warcraft, he's using to do another low budget sci fi movie in the same universe as Moon. Oh, sweet. Nice. I'm okay with that, then. To do that to feed your other project projects? Yeah. That's really cool. I, I mean, mean, why do you think Crispin Glover's in so many bad movies? Well, I have no idea. Because just, he's weird looking. Because meanwhile, <laughs> he's funding some of the most avant-garde experimental films anyone has ever made in history. Yeah, I've seen one of them. Some of the most unique <laughs> movies of all time. Yeah. You don't have to like them. But, I know. But you've never seen anything like it before. No, I know. Yeah, I definitely haven't. You're right. <laughs> um, so... The some of the reviews I were reading were basically saying that I guess the director's name, which I Duncan already, Jones, Duncan Jones, was just like he's just pandering to fans. This movie is complete fan service. You only like if you're a fan, but you're saying you're not really a fan. You don't know anything about I am, Warcraft. I am and not a fan. In fact, you liked I've, it. I've been quite dismissive of Warcraft in the past. You just like films if they're good. Yeah, and, and yeah. is it you know is it a good is it a good film? Like that depends on how you define a film. But is it a good like lighting action blockbuster <laughs> like fun time at the theater? It is that. It is perfectly acceptable as that. Okay. And should, like, for all the shitty films that are made, this isn't one of them. Is it I've better than Battleship. I I'm kidding. I know you, I know you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, who kidding. would watch but that? But I would, I Be would surprised. wager money that it was, it's a lot better than Battleship. Fast and Furious 7 or World of Warcraft. Now that I did see, World of Warcraft. Okay. <laughs> Granted, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't see that. World of Warcraft <laughs> in D-Box, but I bet if I, not D-Box, D-Box is the shit one. For also DX, not World of. <laughs> Sorry, if I didn't see Warcraft in, in <laughs> if if I saw Warcraft in 4DX, it would be probably even better. Gosh. Which is the only thing that made seeing Fast and the Furious 7 acceptable to watch it all. They should make a crossover. Fast and Furious and Warcraft. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel. He's already or- sounds like an orc. Orcs and cars. That's all that's all I needed to visualize and now I'm sold. We're gonna um, race. Speaking this of video world. games, uh, this is E3 week. It's the first year since we started Nerdy Show that we haven't been to E3. There's a reason for that. There is a reason for. I that. actually have a fun little story about that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Please, please go on. While uh, I eat this so, potato chip. <laughs> I I bought a few loot crates recently because they had uh, some Warcraft merchandise, and I thought that that would be cool. So I ordered some, and I ordered one of the gaming crates because I thought that uh, I, I forget what they offered this month or whatever, but. I got an email uh, like about a, a week ago that said, congratulations, you won the epic loot drop, which is usually like something cool, like a TV or like oh nice something oh, sort of expensive. I know what it is. I want, <laughs> I want a ticket to E3. I knew it. <laughs> of all the fucking... A place that if I wanted to go, I could have just gone through Nerdy Show anyways. So, uh, so the average person would have been like... When did you get the like, ticket? Yay! Did you, did I got you this thousand dollar thing. I was like, you could have, I guess, no, given it, it away. wasn't. It wasn't transferable. God damn it! It had to be me. So we, we couldn't have given it away. No, we, we couldn't to. have given it away. I, I actually asked her about that. I was like, can I just give this to somebody else? Because I, I know believe. people that are like live closer, and it wouldn't cost them fifteen hundred dollars to go like it would for me. That's the worst. I'd rather take like the TV or whatever other epic. Yeah, it was like, drops. well, I think the second prize was the collector's edition of Doom, and sounds I was like, great. Can I have that, that sounds great. <laughs> I was like, can I have that? It's like I, yeah. 
They said no. Like no, door said number no. two, please? The thing is, E3 this year had a lot of big uh, companies drop out of actually having presentation on the show floor. To like make their convention. own conventions, like EA. To, yeah, to put on their own their own things that are open to the public. People are tired of this closed-door convention. So what people don't... I mean, the thing is, if you're a general purpose... If you're, if you're just... If you're a fan and you want to go to E3, what they would... For general admittance to the show, that costs a thousand dollars. It's a thousand dollar ticket because they don't want you there. Yeah. And and besides that, the lines can take hours to get through just to see one thing, and you've only got like three True. days. True, the lines are insane. So it's it's meant to be an industry convention, not for the press, really for people who are, say, running a video game store and and buying and selling this stuff. Guess what? In a, in a decentralized uh, marketplace where fans are be able to buy things automatically through you know electronic distribution this is completely superfluous mm-hmm. so e3 has to change its entire game to be to be competitive i think it's ending it's it's probably going to die it's mm-hmm. it's been kind of on a slow death for a while now so like nintendo this might be it. we figured the 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 risk versus reward being financial risk versus the reward of going there we always personally learn a lot about new games and stuff have some great experiences but it just wasn't worth it it just didn't seem worth it well and half the stuff we saw they already streamed online while we were watching it or while we experienced it later we saw like Maybe some extra clips, but then like the next day they'll True. stream the, all the those. The press conferences do cover a lot of the territory, and they're open to everybody. And the hands-on so. stuff's really cool, but I don't know if it's necessarily worth it. All that time and all that money just to like play like two things that are really cool hands-on before everyone else. You can watch the video of someone playing it. I mean, the next day, I don't, you know, whatever. So, well, we'll probably have some stuff to say about all the E3 timed announcements in coming episodes. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> in the meantime, we're recording this on Sunday, so we don't really know much of anything. Um, the news. Yeah, is... there's probably all kinds of news that we don't just can't say anything about because we don't know. Yeah, so but we will. That's all. I'm happening. looking forward to the Sony and the Microsoft conferences very much. <laughs> let's let's talk about the people who make us doing anything at all possible. Our adoring fan base. Oh They're yeah, so, so wonderful. We're an entirely listener supported podcast network. So this series and any other series in the network is funded completely. I might add by you guys, the fans and. We have many ways that you can support us. If you go to nerdyshow.com slash support, you'll see all of them laid out. You can do a one-time donation. You can um, hop on Patreon and subscribe to us where you get all kinds of extra perks. You could shop on Amazon. That's an option. If you follow our links, anything that you buy will give back in part to Nerdy Show with no additional cost to you. I did just buy something on Amazon using the Nerdy Show link. What I was very get? happy. The Odin Sphere nice. brand new box set. Nice. Expensive, so you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> On behalf of the network, thank you, Brandon. Um, and uh, we also have a, a store. You can buy T-shirts there, including the one I'm wearing if you're watching the video component of the show. Uh, this is a, a T-shirt for no fangs. <laughs> it's, uh, it's our initiative to, um, you know, if a creature of the night is trying to seduce you into their thrall, like, say, a werewolf, a vampire, a lagoon goon, or, you know, maybe a chupacabra, um, then just just say no fangs. Like I ain't having that. It's it's only your immortal soul, right? Don't risk it, kids. Uh, if you go to nofangs.net, you'll get all the information and find out where you can pick up a no fangs T-shirt. We did a print run of these several years ago. It was very limited, and they have they sold very quickly. So um, now you can get them at our Amazon merch store, along with shirts for Dungeons and Doritos and uh, Friday Night Fan Fiction, or even just good old nerdy show. <laughs> We're all wearing pretty cool shirts. They're not for sale, but they're pretty cool. Well, except for you, Boar. But we're all wearing pretty cool <laughs> shirts. I like that there's a bird on yours. I can't complain. Well, I think a it's a bald eagle, so whatever. But, you know. It's an American eagle shirt. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Anyway, if it makes you feel better that everybody else's shirts look about as exciting as mine on what I've on got video. a sweet match. Oh yeah, no one can see it. <laughs> Sorry, nerdyshow.com slash store for that. And um, if you want, you can rate and rate and review us on iTunes. That's a way that involves no money whatsoever that you can help. And we could use all the ratings we can get. There's feeds for both the entire network and also every independent show. The more we get. Um, the more our presence is known in the net at large. So if you like what you hear or what you see for that matter, please, please, please at least give us a rating, five-star rating, and review if you have the time. We do have some reviews on deck that we would like to read, share with everybody the kind words that were said unto us. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Denica, you've got some, I believe. I've got two. Would you like me to read both? Please, please read both, yes. Do I read the title and then... Yes. <laughs> Yes. Best podcast there is by Callie Wolf. Most varied and well-produced I've heard and funny as hell. And also I've got Fantastic by Fenrir Gochad or Goshad. I'm not sure. We'll never know. I've always said Gochad. Fenrir Gochad. <laughs> I love the show. They talk about all the nerdy things that I love and pique my interest for things that I was never particularly interested in before. They talk about science, technology, comics, if it's anime. Geeky. <laughs> oh, I, I see the typo now. I apologize for that. That was Siri. I have to dictate all these. I was, so. oh, oh, I thought this was actually written this way. <laughs> Anime <laughs> from uh, Louisiana. <laughs> Video games and more. The titular line is entirely accurate. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. I also have one from Jedi James. This is, hey, hey, you listen to this podcast. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Okay, maybe not quite all ages, what with the occasional four-letter words not suited for terrestrial radio. But then again, this isn't terrestrial radio. This is the internet. The internet, that lawless landfill of mystery and wonder and awe-inspiring sights and sounds and cat videos. I mustn't forget my cat videos. Anything goes on the internet, and you, yes you, need someone to drag you kicking and screaming with delight through all the best nerdy things that are happening. Be it the latest screw-up from DC Comics, to the heights of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the goings-on with Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, to the VR revolution, the possible future full of cyborgs and giant mech fights. Nerdy Show has you covered on all this and more. Would you kindly give Nerdy Show a listen? You'll be glad you did. I like all those little nerd references. I think yeah. the beginning should have been more like, hey, you, listen. But, you know. You want to read it? No, no, I mean, I'm good. you just did. So, and listen. I, <laughs> hey. I can't. My voice is hey. dry. Sorry. Um, we have a uh, a one-time donation also from Ron Phillips, who um, Flame On did a microsode. They had a microsode request recently. And uh, he uh, he sent he sent some money and, and said, do a Steven Universe episode and react to some songs and episodes like Oral uh, to watch Together Alone or Pat can watch Jailbreak. And um, I've talked to to Brian from Flame On about it. Apparently, that's going to happen. But uh, Ron, you should know if you're listening to this that uh, we actually already have a Steven Universe Microsoft request, so there will be one at some point. Now uh, we have we also do monthly shoutouts. Anybody who gives us ten dollars or more on Patreon gets one shoutout a month. And uh, Bor, I believe you have no, you don't have that one. You I have, have a, a I have a monthly. You shout-out. have it, Brandon. You do. Yeah, it's from uh, this month. It's from Chief of Stuff. <clears throat> and this is what he writes so dearly. Jared Leader <laughs> I already messed up. Jared Leto's Joker. And this next part is in all caps. It is not a grill, it is capped teeth. People are just hating to hate, and I wish every person that said, Why is he wearing a grill? or he looks dumb with that grill, and so on, dead. Not hyperbole, I mean it. And then he puts it's all caps because I'm angry about this. 
Okay, so I didn't know that. I thought he was just wearing a grill. Don't hate me. I'm confused. So the the Joker in the new Suicide, uh, Suicide Squad. Squad film that's but coming out. I'm confused about what the difference between caps and a grill is. I I legitimately don't know. Okay, a grill, guys, you can just wear for the hell of it because you're baller and yeah, shit. Yeah, you just put that. Shit yeah, yeah, yeah. But cap teeth is like he's ruined his teeth and he needed uh, dental so work. It, so, but like his teeth we, are shit, and then he got some silver. He probably smoked a lot how of How do meth. we know? Oh, because he knows about the character. Because it's Jason Todd and Joker smashed out his teeth at the crowbar. Not confirmed, but that's my hope. That's got my it. Hope. All right. Wasn't he a Robin? Cla- clarified. Yeah. <gasps> Joker's Robin. That's what I hope. Well, he's, he's got to be. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. No spoilers, but that's my hope. <laughs> I did watch the preview for that, and it actually looks like a DC movie. I might see. Mm. I mean, as long as Harley Quinn is good, that's all I care about. Now, Bor, you you have you have a letter that was sent to us. Oh, this was a, a letter. Yeah, okay. from Nathaniel Kraft. Okay, he said, "It's been Christmas with you guys lately. The return of Nerdy Show Book Club, fantastic, and the reading had has had me laughing on multiple listens. Not to mention Morgan Freeman vampires and the discussion of Ocean at the End of the Lane, <laughs> Poseidon's Kiss, the whole episode, Mugfest coverage." Woo! The latest episode of State of the Empire, followed by, within days, another episode of Nerdy Show. In summation, damn, Nerdy Show, I like what you do. And then he said, P.S., is Boar a Terminator sent from the future to kill and or offer us salvation? Well, if this reading was any indication. (laughs) Oh, snap. I can't comment on that one yet, (laughs) but the day is coming. (laughs) Uh, and PPS, please tell Boar I never listened to Derpy Show and therefore am not upset it is no longer in production. Mwahahahaha. <laughs> Burn. All right. Well, I mean, you're missing out on some quality podcasting and, and you know, I think you're the one that's actually uh, <laughs> should, be, should be upset here. You heard it here. Also, I might point out that... Uh, if you are not listening to our Star Wars show, State of the Empire, where we look for news in Alderaan places, well, we actually just had another episode out this past week, or this week, this week that this episode's being released in, where we talked about the Clone Wars, the uh, the animated series that most of us didn't watch because we were really burned we by the prequels. Care, yeah. um, but uh, Colin from Nerdy Show just recently watched the whole thing and actually had a profound experience in spite of some of it still being quite bad um so if you're interested in exploring all that well check out state of the empire at nerdyshow.com slash star wars you guys ready for a little bit of sci-tech before we close out the show well, what do you got well are you familiar with moore's law is that the thing where he says computing power will double every couple of years or something similar to that that is actually exactly Yay! yeah it's um it's like every 10 years? I, I don't know the exact No, it's year. every two years. It's every, every two, every two okay. years that the technology will... will It actually a, has to do with the number of circuits. Uh, look, if you just compare the doubling. iPhone 4 to the 6, you can see it in action. It's mm-hmm. the number of transistors in a dense integrated circuit doubles approximately every two years. That's yeah. specifically it. And that was, that was true until 2012, where it slowed to two and a half years. We're sort of a waning here because, as it turns out, our physical technology can't handle it anymore because we're we're all silicon transistors, and we won't be able to handle the computational demands. Um, they've gotten as small as ten nanometers, but they can't go smaller. A single gold atom is around a third of a nanometer. So silicon, it just doesn't work that small. It becomes more elastic. It leaks electrons. Basically, we can't use microchips. 
Wait, what about nano machines? They must have tiny microchips in them, right? Like tiny, <laughs> <That's> tiny, <laughs> tiny. That's. It. I like how he's talking about them like they're actual things. That what nano machines are totally are widely used about? Like, oh, to we've be got nano machines all over the place. We're, working on, we're almost done right? with that. Yeah, we got nanotubes too. If you want to talk about nanotubes. Well, the thing that might save us is a kind of nanotube, though not specifically the nanotubes you're addressing. And it's really surprising. It's vacuum tubes. You know, you know, in Fallout, you got the vacuum tubes, and they're like the old things that glowed inside of the old timey radio. You, you know, like computers from the '60s. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna assume you're messing with us at this point. I am not. Okay. They have actually the, the 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 technology that like that vacuum tubes represent the functions that vacuum tubes represent. Um, they've made vacuum tubes a million times smaller than the ones that we know from the history books. Um, they're tiny metal tubes that can control the flow of electricity. They can be made out of many kinds of metals and could consume less power than silicone chips. It is actually entirely possible, unless we find a different kind of technology, that this old technology has become relevant again and can help us further our computational power now that we have gone too big for silicon chips, or too small, really. Do you think digital media will also come full circle and we'll go back to, like, VHS or something well, at some point? Well, I mean, according to Red Dwarf Series 11, um, no, Series 10, sorry, um, <laughs> VHS is, is the future. Like, oh, okay. It, DVDs and, and digital files are antiquated stuff, and we will eventually go back to the true format of the VHS cassette. Hmm. Now, are these new fangled... Nano vacuum tubes, tubes nano vacuum tubes um are they going to be more powerful or can write smaller than the artificial dna now that's that the they've been messing around that's with memory as well? these are these are the actual like cpus that they're talking about like transistors they just do all the computational stuff they don't actually store anything okay can yeah. we use them in conjunction with each other yeah why Should not be probably to bacteria on maybe your, on your vacuum tubes if we figure out a way to write and vacuum read tubes to bacteria sure <laughs> vacuum tubes hmm. yeah it's 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 fascinating though that like that it has come i mean we, granted they're not as aesthetically pleasing as the original vacuum tubes um <laughs> but, but um maybe but, they are with a microscope yeah maybe so you know only for a select few who have those electron microscopes and can see the damn things but it's it's i thought that was weird i thought that was weird and interesting i don't know if it's related but there's a company <laughs> that just created like the blackest black possible using nanotubes. It's okay. a nanotechnology yeah. company, and it's so black that it absorbs like ninety nine point like six percent of all light. You literally, if you hold up a round sphere, it looks like a two dimensional hole in space. Pictures of it are really creepy. And yeah. if you yeah, if you submerge it in water, like it floats, but it, it it actually redirects all the water, so it sinks in it, but none of the water spills over it. It, like, floats around it. I don't know how that works, but they like, use... Like a meniscus? Yes. That... But it, like, it's like si- it's you'll see it sink, like, an inch into the water, and the water won't cave over it. It just, like, holds it at bay. Hmm. Something to do with the nanotechnology and the, and the color, but it's real. And I was looking it up going, this is a hoax, but it's really cool. And they grow it. They grow it in vats of, like, aluminum foil. These nanotubes. <laughs> Seriously. Of aluminum they, Well, foil. they grow it as, like, this stuff in, like little things of aluminum foil and then they like peel it off and it's crazy because they're they're showing like a front view where it just looks like a hole and then they show it from the side and it's just got all these angles and curves and you just can't see any light on the front they put a laser over it they shined a laser on it you can't see the laser which is truly fascinating yeah but how does this pertain to the does it (laughs) well you said nanotubes they said they use nanotubes to create this okay okay okay. it's actually a solid layer of nanotubes though I don't know if it's the same these, thing. They're calling it nanotubes. I, these vacuum tubes are not nanotubes, I want to say yes. it again. 
Yeah. Okay, okay sure. <laughs> I just but, thought it was cool. No, it is, it is extremely cool. It is extremely you cool. You could literally I, I thought, put... I thought you were saying that somehow these these technologies, like the, the black blackest black technology could somehow be combined with the vacuum tubes. You know what? You know what? They probably the, can. The, the DNA memory to create perhaps <laughs> some kind of, of horrifying... A, a void machine. Uh, HP Lovecraftian computer. I mean, it probably um, can. Yeah. It, reads, just, it reads souls... It, yeah. could, it could pertain to my design career where he, we have literally had people ask us to make the blacks blacker. Were they talking about the designs <laughs> or just talking to you We want them to, to consume all light. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, one, one final thing relating to technology. Uh, as we know, especially since the Snowden leaks, the Internet itself and the freedom the Internet represents that. is in a degree of jeopardy. So there's there's this thing called the Bilderberg Group. You got any of you guys familiar with this? Nope. Are they the ones that like jailbreak phones or make it so that you can't be traced by the government? No, okay. no. This is maybe the opposite. Never. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Okay. The group that was formed in 1954. Um, they represent a collection of over 100 leaders in the industry and academia who meet once a year. Um, only made out of North, uh, citizens of North America and Western Europe, I might add. They meet once a year, and no one exactly knows what they talk about. Um, as a result, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories about them. This is kind of like an Illuminati like conspiracy thing, uh, or the secret new, group new runs world the order internet kind of thing. Yeah. Is, as people people suggest that they're the New World Order being uh, a group geared towards creating a one world government one world bank no middle class only rulers and servants that kind of one new world order thing i, know I didn't this... trust those build-a-bear stores yeah. <laughs> the build-a-bear group yes that's, that's what you said right uh bilderberg oh i, th- oh. I also thought you said build-a-bear i was really Bil- confused oh. i was like what the hell does this no. have to do with anything no, no, no. <laughs> but there is a great episode of stroker and hoop um, that is about uh, build a bear and being some kind of zombie cult. I think so. That's that's good. You should check that out. An old an old Adult Swim series and only got one season. Um, but uh, in addition to to the rumor that they're New World Order, uh, there's also uh, a suggestion from a guy named David Ick, who people from Britain might know. He's a former pro footballer, sports presenter, and a, a just a beautiful conspiracy theorist because he believes that they're a secret group of reptilian humanoids. I love those. Um, mm. The Babylonian Brotherhood, which oh, controls humanity man. and includes me- uh, members are uh, George W. Bush, Queen Elizabeth II, Chris Chris, Chris Christopherson, and Boxcar Willie. <laughs> That's an interesting. <laughs> That's an eclectic group. group Boxcar Willie, okay, not, not exclusively, but some of some of the most famous members. Um, and uh, how also- did they find out about Chris Christopherson? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm a secret agent. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how they found out about him, but I'll tell you one thing: this will not be tolerated, and the Builder Bear Group will meet our fire <laughs> and furious anger. How many times I tell you I don't want to go down to no Builder Bear, <laughs> but they got them My Little Ponies now. You know I got to get my Fluttershy snuggle. They do. You they know do how happen. I like to snuggle with a Fluttershy. I have been very candid about that fact. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Horses are red-blooded mammals. That is true. That is 100% true. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, so the Bilderbear group... <laughs> I do um, own a Fluttershy voice box from uh, Bilderbear. Uh, David Ick actually also... He also believes the moon is an artificial construct, uh, probably a hollowed-out planetoid, from which reptilians broadcast an artificial sense of self to the world. 
The, we hu- have, the we, humankind merely perceives as reality. Honestly, we have no proof that it isn't. Um, you and I would that, never that know. That's true. No proof. These are these are all things associated with the Build a Bear group, you know, such as they are. <laughs> um, but they're it's it's interesting because you know maybe it's a good thing maybe it's not this year uh some of the people who are going to be there are u.s senator lindsey graham and astronaut chris Ugh. chris hadfield the how, guy who how um, good could they be if lindsey graham is there i don't know a u.s senator from another but chris hadfield he's the guy who's uh who performs space oddity up and the he would ISS. not be seen with lindsey graham uh also the uh alphabet ex- incorporated executive chairman eric schmidt he's going to be there um but here's the thing here's the thing though uh according to um inverse it's a website we've been seeing a lot of links from lately. I don't really know much about them, but they seem to be on the up and up. According to Inverse, uh, they an inside source told them they're going to be talking about attempting to create a universal ID for access to the Internet. As in, all of your activity online, even getting online, will have to be through... It has to have, like, basically your thumbprint on it. Yeah, through the gateway Digital. of you saying who you are. Chris Hatfield would never agree to this. I don't. I don't think he would. I don't. This is all a scam, anyway. It's all. It's all fake because Chris Hatfield is a how, man how of science. How can you think that it's a scam when that's like sort of how legislation is trying to move? Because so everybody Graham would totally no, do that. Because I'm totally because Chris Hatfield that, is a man of science and technology, and Lindsey Graham is a man of religion who hates science and technology, and they just would not be able to work together. They're the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Lindsey Graham is anti-progress, which you know maybe says that the Build a Bear group is actually trying to be like a non-biased think tank and so on. But on the other hand, this leak says that they or not a leak. This this inside informant has suggested that this is what this group, which is according to conspiracy theorists who are more credible than this Ick fellow, um, they are actively interested in creating legislation that would be branded in the name of cybersecurity and allowing citizens easier access to government services. Um, but it could track what people buy and say and so on. They say that this is an actual thing that people that 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 they're attempting to produce this UN monitored one world government thing. So I mean, um, we're already tracked by our government, but they just want to make the whole world tracked by one government. But that any any access to the internet would be. Through this single ID. Well, I now, mean, if granted, it's fast, you know, whatever. <laughs> it depends on the speed. I'll sign up for it if it's fast. Yeah? Give me like one gig. Boom. All right. Boom. That's, that's, but that's everybody knows exactly what you're doing. You're okay with that. Well, I'm just I'm looking at sure porn and playing video games. Everyone knows exactly yeah. what we're doing. So. Amazon keeps sending me links for like anal bead ads every time I'm on Facebook. It's really it weird. Knows. So well, you need to stop thing. searching for anal beads. It's really funny. Or start searching for more anal beads. Yeah. Well, and be like, well, yeah. clearly he has all the anal beads he needs. The he ads need that more. pop up allow me to find more. Anyhow, so that's that's a thing that could be happening. Um, but meanwhile, there there was the exact counterpoint of that. There was an event recently called the Decentralized Web Summit, where the people basically responsible for creating the internet, graybeards as they're called, yeah, graybeards, the graybeards gathered <laughs> to discuss creating. A new internet that is locked open, that can't be used as a surveillance tool for governments and corporations. I thought no one created the internet. It was just a bunch of servers, and they all just started connecting. Or Al Gore did it. Magically? No, Seriously. not magically. One yeah. guy was not like, I just created the no, internet. No, there's, there's, there, were, there were many parties that created separate parts of it, and together it made a unified thing. Originally it was to, it was like to an inter- interconnect the different universities and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and then it like just kind of expanded stuff, from yeah. there. So they they feel that the 
the modern incarnation of the internet is it undermines the spirit of helping people create like this level of monitoring and everything is you know inherently bad and that there should be something that's free and open at all times. So they're looking to implement new ways that web pages could be distributed broadly without the standard control of a web server computer, how to store scientific data without having to pay storage fees, new avenues for safe user-based commerce, creating greater amounts of privacy and accountability with more encryption to various parts of the web, and archiving all versions of a web page so everything would be censor-proof. I don't get one of the things you said, which was to create more let ha- you have more privacy but accountability those things kind of seem at odds with each other the more privacy you have the less accountable you are that's true it is a work in progress okay. and i guess it would sort of be it's like a paradox it is a bit of a, a par- bit. paradox i mean because that's the thing like you say because the argument for cybersecurity is well do you want evil stuff to happen in the world do you want that to go on well, then we need to monitor everything everyone does but right if you don't then evil stuff will happen and that, that's the only answer but then the other the other answer is but then you can't you know, but then if say you're in an, uh, a country or environment where where they consider your lifestyle, for example, uh, a you know deviant behavior, then they can oppress not, you, they can, even yeah, though exactly. you're not doing anything wrong. So, or if you have a challenging conversation, it could be branded by whatever AIs are running through the co- your company's your country's script and deem you a terrorist for simply having a conversation that's challenging. And then they could come and rip you out of your house while you're sleeping. Yeah, and that's you'll an never option. be heard from again. So. You know, these. This is the the state of the world where we're having to have these conversations. Whether it's true that Build a Bear is doing this or not, um, you know, we can't say. But um, but at the very least, there are some graybeards looking to create the second iteration of the internet, or you know, maybe third. It's sort of an extension of the encryption war that's been going on. Yeah. With uh, Apple versus mm-hmm. everybody else, that's true. Or the government. Didn't they end up? It wasn't like they didn't win. Nobody won. It was just like they found another way to. To to get into it supposedly, the FBI so they just dropped paid the case, somebody else to crack it open for them, which I thought was impossible, but I guess not. No, the no. point wasn't that it was impossible. It was that they fucked up and couldn't do it anymore, so they had to ha- get someone else to do they it. They were also trying to use it as a tool for to get into their any. agenda. It was an excuse. Of, yeah, yeah, it was basically an excuse. Yeah, and after they lost, they're like, "Oh well, screw it. I guess we'll just open it anyways." <laughs> yeah, thanks for holding up the process, guys. You could have been acting already but oh yeah. <laughs> now you had to prove a point didn't you i'm sure they didn't even learn anything from it <laughs> probably not like yep he was a bad guy now after all this depressing talk we need something uplifting to carry us out yes please um granted though boar you're not going to be happy about this oh man <laughs> um that sounds normal so t- taking us out is a brand new cuckoo kangaroo track nah. they released a new record called the Triangle of Success, a motivational, inspirational audio guide to achieving your dreams. Oh, jeez. Um, if you're not familiar with Cuckoo Kangaroo, they're kind of like a summer camp for adults that tours to your town. They're two dudes who create funky dance music that uh, everybody is meant to actively participate in and potentially wear a costume during. I, I saw them once. Didn't they have a song where they're like, the alligator goes chomp, chomp, yeah, and everyone does that? I only like saw that. them they're that great. one time where I've got... Took photos of Cap on stage with them. Yeah. It was pretty great. It was a Me good time. Me and Colin were dressed as like hot dogs or something. Colin was anyway. They slept in my living room. I thought and you, you didn't were... care for it? What? You, you, didn't, you didn't care for it? Not a fan? No. He's no. like, I didn't, you didn't know who they were. They're just in his living room sleeping. Yeah. They're, they're cool guys. They make fun music. They're, they're nice guys. They are nice guys. I, I like, I like their stuff. I think that they put on a good show. And if you like being active at a show, if you like going to a concert performance, and getting wild and crazy, then you got to go see Cuckoo Kangaroo, basically. And um, some of their stuff, some of the tracks that they make, their earlier work, was specifically made to be performed. But this one is more of a, 
an album. It's sort of a multi-purpose thing. So we're actually going to be playing two tracks. We're going to be playing the introduction to the album, which is more or less a concept record, though, in the loosest sense possible, and then the track B-E-L-I-E-V-E. What does that spell, Brandon? Um, be Live. That's correct. Which is where they perform their music, live. Yep. So, here we go. Cuckoo Kangaroo, the intro to the Triangle of Success, a motivational, inspirational audio guide to achieving your dreams, and B-E-L-I-E-V-E. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Bye. I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Brandon. Bye. I'm Boar. <laughs> Bye, I'm Denica. I always cut those out anyway. Here's here's something I want to <laughs> do. Well, you didn't edit. You just like let it go. Yeah, but um, that's at the very end. I can cut it. I uh, the the intro is actually I forgot I forgot I was going to do this. The intro is a little participatory. It's got like a thing where it's like um, they're talking to you, and then you're like you're, you're supposed to reply back to them, and they they kind of react as though they heard you. What does that mean? Talking to who? Cuckoo kangaroo. Oh. So I'm going to cue that up, and we can um, we can uh, see how that plays out. If I'm does, so if it, confused. If it doesn't but... work, great. Um, All right, we'll go with it. I'm not. To cuckoo kangaroo fan. I think I might throw up any minute now. I'll let you know. I might pee myself. <sighs> I think I'm burning up. Burning up for your love. Yeah, no. I'm no. burning up. Like I'm going to pass out. Yeah. Burning up for your love. Está muy caliente in here. Oh, it is hot in here. And I don't usually get hot. The air's on. I wonder if the air. The lightning. I wonder if it killed her. It may have, it may have killed it. the AC. Or it might be dead. Could no, have, I just. It could have tripped a breaker. I've also been. Feels like really sick for the past couple days. I where that breaker is. Breaker. <laughs> you I should hardly probably know figure her. out where those are. <laughs> you got a garage? No. Do you, do you know where any of your breakers are? It's behind one of these pictures. Is it in that closet thing? Maybe I can figure it out. Oh. Mine's um. like on the wall in my bedroom. It's in a weird spot. Sorry, guys. The internet's taking its sweet-ass time. It's okay. I gotta pee so bad. <laughs> My limit is exactly one hour, 30 Oh, wait. Minutes. I feel the air. Push yeah. it to the limit. I, I feel something. Limit. I'm just hot because I'm fine. Right, here we go. No, it's hot in here, though. So yeah, the, the mics are live. <laughs> Feel oh, free to react. Smell horrible. Welcome to the Triangle of Success, a motivational, inspirational audio guide to achieving your dreams. I'm Brian. And I'm Neil, better known as Cuckoo Kangaroo. For the next seven and a half hours, we'll be your guides as we walk through our simple three-step program. Do you have a dream but don't know how to make it a reality? Yes. Do you want to take the next step with that great idea you have? Yes. No. Do you want to show the kids that mommy's still cool? Yes. We're here for you with a triangle of success. Remember, the best angle to approach any problem from is a triangle. Great one, Neil. Right now, we'd like to learn a little bit about you, the listener. First off, tell us your name. Cap. Brandon. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Great to meet you. Now, tell us your dream. Be a unicorn. Air, airship pilot. We acknowledge your dream. For this to be over. And now, oh. ladies and gentlemen, we present the Triangle of Success. You gotta know what you believe in. You gotta feel your heart beating. You 
together Looks like the storm goes on forever Just know your dreams will make it through Like and follow us on SoundCloud and AudioBoom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 